0: When it comes to discussing our bodies, we often get a little uncomfortable. Women's health issues are often
1: seen as off-limits, taboo topics we just don't talk about. It's time for that to change. Let's talk. Welcome to the Brave Mama podcast, where we are going to do exactly that. Discuss everything from periods to
0: pregnancy, motherhood to menopause. No topic is off-limits. Join Stephanie Thompson, the brave mama and author of The Day My Vagina Broke, as she asks other brave
1: women about their personal health challenges and triumphs. You will learn, laugh and cry as Stephanie finds out everything you wanted to know but were too afraid or embarrassed to ask. So grab a cuppa and enjoy! Hello and welcome to The Lowdown with Brave Mama, I am your host Steph Thompson and this week... It's Perinatal Mental Health Week. It's November 8th to the 15th, so it's really fitting that we share our chat with Claire Young from the Illawarra Early Parenting Centre with you this week. This honest conversation about what we put ourselves through as new mums hopefully leads to you being being able to recognise that you might need a little bit of help and then also being okay with receiving it. Claire and I were really lucky to be able to sit down and enjoy a real cup of tea together because this is recorded in pre-COVID lockdown times. And so I took along with me some of Madame Flavor's green jasmine and pear because it's really designed to make you feel down to earth. And that's exactly what this chat is. It's down to earth with no Instagram ideology, ideal picture of what a new parent should look like. And I will ask you if you find any part of this episode helpful, please send it to someone who you feel could benefit from tuning in. well welcome Claire, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. What I would love to do is, um, let's just jump straight in, right? I would like to know how did the Illawarra Early Learning Centre come to be?
0: Yeah, so um, it's one of those things, I guess it was identified um, early on in the piece before I started, yep. that there was a need in the Illawarra, I mean there's two um, other residential services i guess you would say or early parenting centers in new south wales trisillian and Karatani, who are yes. both fantastic yep. um but have long waiting lists so there's Correct. nothing in new south wales of its kind as in a private facility so it was just identified there were needs were not only i guess in the area but new south wales wide really because we do get a lot out of the Illawarra now anyway yes. um, to help with the those families that are in need because obviously as you know I know as a mum and you would know as a mum Sleep deprivation yeah. is a form of torture and it really is, isn't it's it? yeah and it you know it affects so much it affects relationships it affects your relationship as a mum with your own child or it affects how you are with your partner yes. how you are with your friends everybody really yep. and you know you just can't wait 12 16 weeks of having that recurrent sleep deprivation that you might need to if you were waiting to go into another service so the, the needs was identified, um, and so brought on the Illawarra Early Parenting Centre, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's it's amazing to think that there are two services, mm. with 50% of our population being female, Yes. and such a high percentage of those having children that we only still have two people, well, now three, yeah. kind of providing a service. And I know exactly what you mean. I, in very early stages of both of my children, I had called Tresilian and Caratani, and you are right the waiting lists were three months plus Mm. and the other one was i couldn't even try yeah especially with the second child because um they don't they couldn't always provide space when you already have a sibling yeah to have care so it just made it really tricky but um yeah i I hear what you're saying, and I'm surprised Mm. that we've only ever had two players in this. Yeah, and I mean, look, they're they're branching
0: out, and they are, you know, they're opening more and more centres throughout New South Wales. But you know, certainly from a metropolitan area, they're focusing on rural areas, which is fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's still room for so many more families out there that need this help and support.
1: So, how would you say that you guys are doing things differently here?
0: Look, I don't necessarily think we are doing anything much differently. Okay. Um, much differently—that's odd word—but mm-hmm. <laughs> anything really differently. I mean, okay. the concepts are the same. Yes, um, we are very much about cue-based um, attachment, and so what we want to look at is that um, being guided by the parents being guided by their babies. Yep. It's one of the things that I've realised since coming in to this position. I mean, I've always worked with families and children and mothers and maternity and child and family health and everything, but certainly villages are changing. So, you know, that whole it takes a village to raise a family looks very differently now than what it looked 10 years ago or really even two years ago
1: pre-COVID too. Because a lot of mums are saying, where's my village? Exactly. I don't know. I don't actually know where my village is and I don't know how to find them that's right Right. and
0: you know it's even pre-covid there was families if you're overseas they would come over and they would stay and and there was different cultural you know diversity where you know the the mum or the mother-in-law would come Mm -hmm. for six months 12 months and so those families are even missing that village and that support and then um you know where do you turn to for advice because then you get you know the internet books friends to Google. worst thing ever wow, it's and so confusing. we're well read as a society now too so but the problem is you read you don't there's not one book anymore there's 25 books so which one do you listen to and they
1: all say different things yeah you have to people say oh, make it make an informed choice yeah. Wow, when you have sleep deprived. That's right. And there's prepared. too much information.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there's the research out there of don't do this because this is how your baby will turn out and don't do this because this is how your baby will turn out and don't do controlled crying, but listen to their cries. Yeah. And when in a sleep deprived, struggling state, you can't distinguish those cries. And so right. you you're a bit lost really and yeah. you know parents can cope Somewhat during the day with crying, but crying at two o'clock in the morning, you don't know what that cry yeah. is saying. yeah that's And fine. so, you know, we very much work with families on reading their baby's cues, working with their babies yep. uh, to try and get them to tell their mum or dad or primary caregiver exactly what they're trying to tell them.
1: Yeah, tell us who are your families? So yes. Who, so, who do the families you currently service and, and Who can come to you, basically?
0: Look, really, anybody can come. Um, We're very much family inclusive and families all look different. So it can be two mums, two dads a mum and a dad, a single mum, a single dad, okay. you know, it, there's nothing that's sort of off limits in terms of that. <laughs> great. Um, we are a private hospital. So generally you need to be in a private um, health fund to come in, but there okay. is self-funded okay. rates available too. So if okay. people are happy to self-fund, they yes. can. Yes. Um, and there's different options on how they can self-fund. It can be, you know, payment plans and all different
1: Okay, great. Things. So it's not just for people who can afford it. No, right? that's
0: exactly right.
1: right. Good. Because, that, yeah, that's... Um, so with, you know, I guess, who are the typical people that you see and you help here in Illawarra?
0: Um, look, I would say there's nobody typical, really. Okay. There's, um, you know, you can have people that have had very influential high jobs okay. that, you know, might struggle with control because, let's face it, if you've had a, you know, high stressful job, exactly, um, you know, you've able to been able to run a team or, you know, you might be a school teacher and you can run a classroom really well and you get this baby and they aren't following what, what you do. know. Yeah. And, you know, I think even as a society, we have become a little bit more controlled um and so it's really hard to get a baby that's uncontrollable coming into your life. So I don't think there's a real typical family. Yeah. And you know, I often say to a lot of people on the phone, you don't have to wait until you're rocking in the corner going I don't know what to do. Yeah. It's, you know, you really don't want to get to that stage. If it's at a time where it's affecting your relationship. And that might not be necessarily your relationship with your baby. It might be with your toddler or it might be with your partner. Anything that's kind of affecting you, even if it's just you and yourself, you're going, I'm actually not enjoying this as much as I thought I would or I don't know what to do day to day, then it's worth coming in. It doesn't yeah. need to be the stage where you, everything in your whole life Sport. is so out of control because yeah. we want to ideally put those things into place before early. So the Absolutely. reason I
1: asked that is because I remember reflecting upon myself and thinking, I don't need help. I, I've got this. I yeah. know what to do. And then even when I didn't know what to do, I was probably quite – reluctant thinking that people who come to support units are those mums rocking in the corner yeah are the ones with you know postnatal psychosis mm. who need medication i didn't know that when i put my hand up for help and came in that i'm looking at mums just like me exactly right thinking i was the normal mom and yeah you know just couldn't cope with the tantrum or just couldn't cope with that but then when you come in and everyone looks similar and you can yeah. see yourself you're like oh okay yeah you know
0: you're you're the mum and and your whole mother's group are are able to come it's not there's no one you know size fits all approach to the program but there's also no one size fits all person to come either it's very much a um personal program so what we might do say for you might be something that we do differently and it's recognizing people's not limits I guess but recognizing people's capabilities and needs
1: absolutely right?
0: yeah right. you know your ability to listen to your baby cry and we don't do controlled crying or cried out methods at all yep. but there's also obviously a level of crying because that's the only way your baby knows exactly. how to communicate <laughs> um so it's distinguishing those cries and, and empowering parents or, or grandparents even or whoever is coming the into the program the yep. carers to be able to be comfortable that their baby's crying that they know how to read what that cry's doing okay and it's not just sleep and settling we do either you know it's never it's never sleep and settling it's, it's never w- one thing never it's the
1: feeding that the that, that causes the sleeping and, and, and you know the, the tummy issues whatever. that's
0: right and yeah. it tends to be a bit of pandora's box that yeah. you know sleeping might be the main identified yeah. But then it's also looking about, yeah, what's the feeding doing? You know, is is there babies that are feeding, you know, 10 times a night yeah. and not feeding during the day? Are they fussy with solids? You know, do you need to change things around? And the importance of play too. It's, yeah. yep. I never, you know, being a mum myself and having two kids, I never really truly understood the importance of play and what some type of play and, you know, relationship building that is for you and your baby. You know, yeah. you, even tummy time. You think just let's pop the baby down, and that's to stop flat head, but it's not. It's so, <laughs> so much, much more, yeah and okay. so much more for developmentally, you know, milestones and things. So it's not just about putting your baby on the on mm-hmm. the mat. But where do you get that information?
1: Yeah. So you guys are, do you kind of work with parents. So if the bub was sitting on the floor, you would yeah. talk with mum as that as that happens, mm. explaining the whys and the hows and the yeah, good absolutely. And, Alright, so what would a typical day or a typical week look like? So if a mum, say, gave you a call on a Friday, she's Mm pulling her hair out, when... How soon can she come in?
0: Look, generally pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, we don't overly have a wait list okay. um, so lately. The, over the last three weeks, yeah. we've had a one week wait, so it's it's not much really. Okay. Yeah. Um, so generally, yes, a mum can contact me. Um, generally, what happens is they con- tend to contact us first before seeing a GP yeah. or child and family because health nurse for phone referral.
1: Desperate going,
0: absolutely what do
1: i do but they yeah it's good to to reach out before seeing a gp so you know who you're getting a for that's exactly right and
0: sometimes you know this is a big big deal you know putting your hand up and asking for help takes a lot of strength and you know a, a lot to do so putting that hand up to sort of talk Usually it's me talking to me to talk about the program, what's going to happen, and then we'll do a health fund check and and fill out paperwork and everything else and and book in. So then a typical week basically looks like is Monday is our admission date. Everyone
1: comes in on a Monday. Yeah,
0: and look, that's a tricky thing as well because, again, it's frightening. It's not like you've booked in for elective surgery because your doctor has said you have to have this surgery. (laughs) It's going, I actually need help. Can I come in? Um, But like you said earlier, you know, you walk in and you do look around and go, these are all me just with different age babies and different partners. So um, coming in, it's the first day is what I would say a messy day because it's very much about information giving and information getting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So it's not, we don't walk in. And what I believe from some of the other programs is they sort of walk in and then straight away, you know, go start off running, Get the babies into the cot, get settling, and that I found we were originally going to do that at the start, yep. and I just think it's too overwhelming. You need you just need to some get time. Here. Yeah, you
1: just need to get here, right? Absolutely, unpack your bag, yeah, and then have that,
0: and just have that time to nest and settle, to just go. This isn't as scary as what I thought it was.
1: The rooms are actually really nice. Yeah, and not like
0: it's not head. what you build up in your head because in yeah. your head I think you do think it's going to be like a mental health unit. And we're very much not a mental health unit. We yeah, help sure. with with adjustment to parenting thing, yeah. and and mental health because, again, sleep deprivation. There's a there's always sort oh, of gotcha. something in the background of that. Yeah. But we're not that. And we're all nurses, and we're all caring, and most of us are all mums ourselves. Okay. So can all draw on our own experiences as well as professional experience yeah definitely so on the monday um yeah it's getting settled we tend to not in the morning do any type of settling with bubs so however the parents normally get baby to sleep they just do okay so if that's in arms in a pram in a car that's kind of whatever yeah and then we work work around the rooms to do the um
1: or get to know the mums right yeah get
0: to know them do the yeah. admission and then the afternoon we start the settling so by the time we start the settling you feel somewhat reassured of what's going to happen it's okay. not just going in and taking over and going let's do it sure and
1: you do you guys run for the week don't you? we do so then, we stay till saturday it's yeah, quite different to the others where like two days you've got to learn yeah. to do everything, and, then you and i think it.
0: that's why they have to go into it so quickly because you've got you don't have yeah. the time yeah. where we have the time to be really soft in our approach and so work with what people's capacity is of what they want to do with their baby so yeah. you know if, if it's a mum that really struggles with their baby crying yes. we might do lots of hands-on settling lots of parental presence lots of cuddling in arms just to purely get them into the cot to start off with okay. where another baby might actually be okay to go in the cot so we can do a few other things so it depends on the, yeah okay. depends on the baby depends on the mum depends on everything really
1: okay so then Tuesday and, and from Tuesday to, to Saturday, you're kind of working through cues yeah. and, and yeah. a bit of a program. In the, like, do you have a set routine in here? during the- We
0: don't have so much a set routine okay. except for feed, play, sleep is all we do. Okay. So uh, the idea of feed, play, sleep is that you work off the conception that your baby wakes up, has a good feed, yep. then is able to have the capacity to have a good amount of playtime yes and then hopefully lead to good sleep.
1: sleep. And we know good sleep yes good sleep Right, that's exactly right <laughs> sleep
0: promotes sleep yeah so it is about that and you know again we babies might do a short cat nap so we might do a bit of play feed play sleep but it's just pulling that feed away from that association to sleep that okay. tends to be probably the most predominant um reason that people come in yeah okay is that they're usually feeding to sleep or co-sleeping or rocking in arms or doing a lot of contact sleeping. So bubs is very happy to be on mum and dad or whoever.
1: Of course they are. So this is my question on Mm. that. It's really hard when you've now got these Instagram accounts that really promote that as the... the best way to parent yeah don't listen to the ex. well or don't listen to anyone because your baby just needs to be with you all the time yeah for the people who are on instagram they make it look like that's really easy
0: yeah that's but exactly right for the
1: mums who are trying to do that with a toddler or trying to go to the toilet mm. little things and like why isn't it as easy because instagram's not real yeah, that's exactly
0: right and yeah. it's it's not for everybody and you know I, I do say that to people when I talk to them on the phone. It's it's whatever suits you, really. There's you know plenty of people out there that I'm sure that is baby wearing, yeah. and plenty of people out there that are co sleeping with their you know yeah. five, six, seven, eight year olds. Yeah, yeah. If it's not bothering them, then it doesn't matter. There's That's never amazing. anybody to say to you, "You're oh my god, you're co sleeping. You're doing the wrong thing." If it's suiting you and your baby and your family. Fine. And you
1: doing safe, following safe practices. That's exactly right. Definitely yeah, I had a midwife sh- um, share with me and I just nearly fell off my chair and she said, you can co-sleep with your baby. I was like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? I- I'm interested. Mm. I want to know more. And then she taught me the safe practices through SIDS and we, we tried it, but my- it was actually my husband couldn't cope. Mm. He had the fear of doing, of rolling one baby or doing yeah. something that we didn't go there but I was keen to try it and I didn't even know that you were allowed. Yeah, it's as like, long as it's in, yeah. a
0: safe, in a safe space and you yeah. are following SIDS, absolutely you can but it's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, and if you're the sort of person that doesn't sleep because they are worried that of what's going to happen with That's baby or, happening. you know, yeah. me personally for my kids, I hated wearing them in a sling. It was hot, it was sweaty. Yeah. They didn't particularly like it, I didn't like it, it just didn't suit me. Yeah. But it's each to their own really yeah, and yeah. no parent style is... Is right or wrong
1: But it, why do why do mums try to push that that is then, I just that's think the
0: case. I think we are as women we're our own worst enemy yes. we can be the most supportive but at the same time the least supportive
1: yeah because I know women listening to this will probably say boo-boo to me for saying that you can co-sleep absolutely but I didn't co-sleep It yeah. wasn't for us but I just was told that you can I, I personally didn't choose I didn't feel safe enough yeah I know people were like, oh, you can't do that. You can do that. You can't do that. You can do that. It's like this war. Yes. We war against each it's, other. It is.
0: And I, and I don't, I've never understood why. No. Why are we doing it? Because we should, you know, be supportive of each other. But even even in myself, sometimes I'm trying to be supportive. And at the same time, there's that little judgment in the back going, really? I can't believe they're doing that. Yeah. So it just comes Human naturally. Human nature
1: is judging. Right? Yes. Like, we all judge. We judge to stay alive. It Absolutely.
0: And we judge ourselves as much as we <laughs> judge everybody else. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so when the partners are here, what do they do?
0: Look, it depends. We're very, um, as I said, family inclusive. So we take in consideration each family is different. So we can sometimes have a partner that comes and stays the whole time. Okay. So mum and dad come together um, and they stay from Monday through to Saturday. Or dad might come you know every night but get up and go to work during the day sure. sometimes we have um, dad's come and yep. the mum may be you know we have had a we were patient at the moment dad's the has taken the paternity leave and mum's gone back to work okay. and so dad's doing the caring we can do sometimes where mum comes for a couple of nights then they tag team it out yeah. and dad comes in it's whatever Really it works. works. Okay. Um, I often say if parents are th- or mums are thinking that their partners are going to come and they're not fussed of them being there the whole time. Sometimes I do say it's better to come towards the end of the week. Yep. Just because it tends to be a little, yeah, a little bit see one, do one, teach one. So, you know, Monday and Tuesday night, we've kind of worked the babies out and kind of worked out what they've responded to. Now it's about being consistent and putting it all into place. By Thursday, Friday, it's the consistency. This is what we do now to settle. So this is what we're going to put into practice for dad to see.
1: And it's really good for that partner to be able to be here, right? Yeah. You can help them. So I remember thinking, I've got to tell my husband everything. I feel like a bossy boot. Yeah. I feel like I'm just – and my delivery was not good. Yes. Obviously because you're so sleep-deprived and you're on the edge Mm. that you just sometimes bark. Don't touch the baby. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And, you know, always in your mind too, and it's not even a a conscious thing. Sometimes you can be like, well, I know how to do it better. So (laughs) you don't know. And they do know. Clearly, that's right, and they do know.
1: But it's nice to have someone, an expert, to to gently – Yes. For the partner to say, look, this is what we've been working on. Yeah. Support your partner doing it this way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so a lot of the times I think in the mother's group gossip, mm. what we've heard things, like, and I've heard it too. My friends would say, um, oh, I went to Trisillian or I went to Caritania or I went to whoever and they made me do this, this and this. And when we got home, it all fell apart, mm. right? And I'm, I'm, you're nodding, so yep. I'm you've heard <laughs> that too. Happens a lot, yeah. So how do parents really be able to take what they learn here Mm -hmm. and put it into practice at home? And what happens when the wheels fall off? Yeah. I'm asking 10 questions at once here. Yes. Can they come back? Yep. And what other supports do you
0: offer? So um, what the biggest thing that we start to talk about, so part of the program is we do a bit of education each day. So we okay. do um, a, attachment and bonding, yep. responding to cues and then some discharge planning. So generally that discharge planning kind of starts on the th- about the Thursday and Friday as part of our conversation. Okay. So um, you know, mm-hmm. we're, the staff are there to support for all settles, both day and night. Yes. We may not be there for the whole settle, depending on, obviously, other patients' yeah, needs. sure, sure. Um, But we're there. So the idea is to buzz for all those settles and we're in to do it. Then what tends to happen... not so much of a night time but of a day we do a bit of a debrief afterward to go okay how do you think that go that went yeah what do you want to change but also as part of our day-to-day we do a care plan which is goals orientated okay so on the day that the parents come in we identify the goals that they want to work on and then our idea is to keep meeting those goals through the week yeah sure um but it's consistency. So going home, it's just about being super, super consistent. Okay. It takes 21 days for a new routine on any of us to, to fall into place. And so a day
1: to lose the habit, right? That's exactly right.
0: Um, <laughs> Everyone and who's
1: done exercise plans can tell you that.
0: That's exactly right. And what we tend to say is that day 21 starts the day they go home, not necessarily okay. the actual week that they're here.
1: Right.
0: Here is about... Babies can't be on their best behavior for five days. So, and mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why a program like this does work. You know, lots of parents would say things were falling apart at home, whether it was feeding or behavior or even your baby had a cold and went to the mm-hmm. GP and for that short period of time, baby brightens up and they're going, I'm seriously not a liar. That yeah, was yeah. terrible at home. <laughs> or my
1: video evidence. <laughs> yeah, or the
0: feed doesn't look like this normally, yeah. you know. So there's such, a, there's such a collection of feeds and sleeps that they've got that support so this week that you're in is the week about learning what you're going to do yep. having them throw different things at you to yeah. say okay we're going to troubleshoot this one how do you think we might work through this yep. and it's very much working in partnerships with the family so it's not about saying this is what you're going to do you're going to put your baby down and you're going to do this this and this yeah. it's about saying what do you think we should do
1: and it's, i guess it's really hard to write because as yeah. a mum who's been through this sometimes some midwives or some staff come across exactly like that, so whatever you are. But then sometimes a little bit of preconceived ideas mm. also come in, and sometimes you just don't gel with certain people, right? and Absolutely. it does make it hard to take it in. Mm. My advice in that is to stick with the one yeah. that you connect with, right? That's and right. Just ask that person whenever they're back on shift or get yeah. a message, so that you can and sometimes you've got to
0: wade through all that information yeah. to say this that it that bit doesn't work for me but that kind of does that doesn't yeah. that does yeah. i mean parents or mothers are the experts in their baby's lives they know their baby better than anybody else
1: you know what that is so hard because i hear, i've heard that a lot mm. but at, at my hardest point
0: yeah
1: i actually didn't know i didn't feel like i knew anything no i didn't feel like i could Tune in, tap in, motherhood—you know anything? I just felt like I don't freaking know anything.
0: Yeah, and that <laughs> is it. You know, sleep again. Throw in yeah. sleep deprivation. You don't know who this person is. You se- You don't even know who you are. Yeah. Let alone who this person is sitting in front of you yeah. to say, I don't, I don't know what you're telling me, and I don't know what to tell you to do either. Correct.
1: And I think to that, I think that was my my sign, and that's my next question: How does a mum at home listening to this today? know when it's time to pick up the phone to call you
0: look i think if there's any niggling of doubt of i don't know what to do then i would it's worth calling even okay. if it's worth calling and just having a 10-minute phone conversation with me yeah. going what do you think i should do do you think i should come yeah. and it's not ever about where we're all pretty honest well no we are honest not yeah, pretty yeah. honest yeah, yeah, we yeah, are yeah. honest with the families you know we're never going to hate say to a mum God, you know, that's a waste of time. Don't come in. Yeah. It, or, you know, definitely come in even though there's nothing wrong because I just want a patient in here. Yeah, it's yeah. just chatting through things. and okay. But what I would say is if it's something that's niggling in the back of your mind to go, I don't feel confident yeah. to know what to do, then come in because that's what this is about. It's yeah. about giving you the skills. Yeah. It's about giving you the tools to troubleshoot through or wade through that time with your baby.
1: It's almost like you guys... Ah, uh, the village, right? Uh, well, just, absolutely. For we do go.
0: kind of hold hold yeah. you over for that week, yeah. and then, but then we are that support network that you can have. So, you know, answer to, answer to your question before, yes, you can come back. Okay. So, you know, different things change. Someone might come with a six-week-old baby. Yep. That's very different to a six-month-old baby. That's very okay. different to an 18-month-old baby.
1: I thought you were going to say 18-year-old. Can we come back? Well, from her? Yeah. So what is Actually, what is the age limit that you can Two years. With? Two years. Yeah. I think that's pretty common, Yeah, right? yes. Uh, well, I
0: don't know if Trisilian take to two, but Karatani, I think, take to four. Oh, so, okay. So, yeah. It, wow. But it is is common and look there's sleep problems all throughout life but what I tend to say is the tools that we tend to give you even at six months you can still implement at 16 months it's just changing some things up because obviously the babies can understand you a bit more at 16 months but you know calling through for advice is fine too they don't we don't have a cut off so we don't well maybe five years might be our cut off (laughs) but
1: my 13 year old is giving me grief please help me well wouldn't that be nice
0: but you know we can yeah (laughs) but you can call in at any time you know and say this is what's happening now what do you think we should do and you know most of the time our staff will will take everything down and go okay here's some advice to try or we might say you know what there's too much going on I think you should think about coming back
1: yeah, okay. And quite often if someone is calling, they probably are uh, put it, calling out for help. Absolutely. They want someone to hear them. Yeah. I think the thing that I knew I really needed help was the fact that in the morning I went to go and have breakfast. Mm. I couldn't decide. I didn't have an instinct to decide what I wanted, like peanut butter or veggie mac. So I'd walk away and eat nothing. Mm. And now I can look back and yeah. say, wow, that was a huge indicator yeah. that I didn't know myself. No one around me picked it up because yeah. I was always playing, oh, I'm good, I've got this motherhood thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was one of the things where I'm like, oh, inability to make decisions Mm. on really simple tasks probably is a really good sign to Mm. give you a call. And
0: I think what what I'll also say is also as a mum too, you do fake it a bit and I don't know why. Why do we fake it? Why are we sitting there going, I'm good, really, really good? I mean, I even remember the first time I went to a mother's group with my now 10 year old we all sat around the circle we all talked about our birthing experience and everybody thought their birthing experience was fabulous even though most of them weren't <laughs> why, do we <laughs> why, why do we do that and I remember a mum sitting across from me saying you know and I think the babies were like seven weeks old or something and they were all talking about what they were doing and routines and everything else and I remember her saying my baby's sleeping through the night and everyone was going oh And going, I just want to hit you over the head. And she was saying, except when I dream feed at eleven and three. And I'm going, well, they're not sleeping through. But it was that perception to go, I'm doing so well, everything's really good. That why, why Why do we do that?
1: Why did that poor mum even have the need to have to say that? Yeah, as a a badge of honour. That's right. Yeah, it's funny. That's going to be where I'm leading to now. So Claire, why is it so hard? For mums like me and many others to put their hand up and say, I'm not doing so well. I need help. Look, I
0: think um, a lot of it is misconceptions. I think some of it is that need, like you said before, that you're not good enough Mm -hmm. or you're not doing the right thing or you're not the mum you imagined yourself to be. So I think it's pride. Um, I do think there's a bit of fear that people think this is like a mental health unit. So if you're putting your hand up to say, I need to come into the early parenting center, maybe subconsciously you think you're saying I'm coming in here because I'm falling apart and falling apart is totally fine Yeah. but so is and I just need some on. help and some education yeah. the, that whole term of sleeping like a baby is very very <laughs> misconstrued <laughs> because obviously babies don't sleep Yeah. but sleep is definitely babies are born with an innate drive to sleep okay. but they don't know how to sleep okay. the same as they don't know how to feed the same as they don't, they don't know how to walk or crawl teach them exactly yeah. so just like we learnt to ride a car or ride a bike or do our jobs, yeah. we had to learn that. Yeah. And so, as a parent, you need to teach your child. But if you don't know how to do it, then just like coming to school, the, the, which is why this is sometimes called sleep school, yeah. because you're learning what to do. Yeah, right. And so, I think it's trying to break down that misconception that this isn't saying I'm failing and my baby's failing and my baby's broken and I'm broken. Yeah. It's just I'm coming here to learn some new skills because I've got a new baby. Yeah. And I, I am very much of the belief that I think everybody should come here, yeah. whether they've got a problem or not, because it's a bit like when you get a puppy and go to puppy school yeah. and babies aren't – not that I'm saying babies are dogs.
1: No, I know what you're saying, but though. You it, there's no
0: misconception with saying I've got a puppy, so I'm going to go to puppy school. So yeah. why not say I've got a baby, so I'm going to go to sleep
1: school? Do you know you're spot on and you took my glory. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, kind of towards the end that I – my wish now, obviously I've written about my experience and my journey to motherhood, is that when my girl's ready to have her baby, that if any little red flags, any tiny red flags, like A-type personalities mm. or people who are, stop stressing when you're pregnant, you know those mm. ones, that was me, that if anyone had that, that their care provider, either their obstetrician or their midwife or whatever, could flag it with you yeah. so that when that baby's due in October... It could pre-book you in.
0: That's exactly right. So that
1: you go from hospital where that amazing support is Mm. for that period of time with midwives to here.
0: That's exactly right.
1: It's like your preschool. I'd love all
0: three to four month old babies to come here to just say, this is what you're going to do. This is, this is starts developing good sleeping habits from birth so let's start it how you want to finish it let's put it into place let's try this Yeah, it would be an amazing
1: support for me i thought well then there there negates the waiting list yeah right and then if it come to october and baby was born and then baby did go home Mm -hmm. and you were fine just freeze up the spot for someone that's exactly right no one loses right that's
0: exactly right that's
1: part of my strategy is that how do we make birth better that Mm. was one of them a hundred percent that and then we have these honest conversations throughout the entire pregnancy yeah so that people and I, aren't scared yeah anymore. and
0: i think it's one of those things of repetition I, I know um even through developing these services we've we've talked quite often about how even just the fact because we're a ramsey how do we spread the word of early parenting center even among ramsey yeah. hospitals yeah i think one of the most difficult things is is much when like when you are pregnant you're not actually thinking of I mean, you're thinking of the baby and the future and everything else. But really, your main focus when you're pregnant is just getting that baby out.
1: Well, even the main focus is what the baby's going to wear home. Yes, exactly right. that level. It's that really superficial, I've got to pack the right outfit from grandma. Yeah. And the right socks from Nana. And and that's honestly what you're thinking about because that's all you know. It's all you know. And
0: look, you don't, you haven't known. tiredness and sleep deprivation like it and so you do to save i think ourselves and and it's just that you know that innate born driven thing that's how you protect yourself is my baby's not going to be like that so i don't have to worry so i think even if it's just continually talking about it so that if the wheels do fall off you go that's right i kind of remember during my pregnancy they did talk about that
1: yeah yeah, so it's not such a shock. Yeah, when you're trying to take it in when you you can't even pick a food to eat. That's exactly right. It's impossible. It's yeah. so totally impossible. Um, so, what I would like to know now is how do you think we can work together, and we probably already have answered part of it as women and society to make it better for new mums and parents.
0: I think just talking about it, just having honest conversations with each other yeah. that it's hard yeah. it's really really hard and even when you've got it together you don't always have it together you know I was talking to a girlfriend the other day um who's gone back to work she's got two kids under two okay. and so she's working for four days a week and she was going I don't know how you you how do we do this how do we yeah. work full-time and have a family I said it's one of those things you don't you don't always do it well you don't it's never you're never fully together no. ever so say that yeah you know say i've had a bad day you know i might come to work looking very t- put together but my house is falling apart my at t- the t- seams yeah i screamed at my kids this yeah. morning and i feel yeah. guilty I forgot to order my daughter a lunch order, so she had, the school rang me and I had to pay for it. You know, say all those yeah. things because the That's more we have honest conversations and the more we talk about it, yeah. the more people will talk about how they really feel and get help because yeah. it's not a big deal. You know, it's much like, I guess, mental health has got better. Well,
1: what's well, destigmatized? De- a little bit, right? Yes. Which is good, but we've got a long way long to go. Long way to go, a long but long it's but
0: destigmatized because it's so openly talked about now. Yeah. So talk about it, and you know, as much and as much as I think mums need the help, dads need the help too. Yeah. I often find, and I was talking to someone who um, ran a mother and baby unit, so an actual mental okay. health facility. Yeah. And the research is that um, someone that goes to a facility like that, the partner's got a fifty percent chance more fifty percent more chance to also need some mental health support because that's what you do in a relationship. You hold whoever is struggling. You hold that person up, and it's you know not always that person's being held up. Sometimes it's that one, and sometimes it's that one. And And so yin
1: and yang, like
0: exactly. And so that other person that's holding them up is going to fall apart too. So if we're talking about how dads are feeling as well, the you know. We're already better off. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Oh, this is amazing. All right. I love that dads can come here, by the way, mm. or just the partner. Doesn't yes. It doesn't have to be the, the mother. No. It could be the primary care career. I just really – I didn't know that. And yeah, phenomenal. and
0: the other thing we also encourage is if, say, mum's going back to work and the grandparents are going to do some of the caring or auntie or, or whoever, they can come yeah. into and be part of the, the support so that they know going home what they're going to do. So it, it's really inclusive to everybody. Why?
1: Because a lot of mums are actually having to rely on grandparents. That's right. Because childcare is – uh, unattainable, yeah and unaffordable but even you can't even get in under two yeah um so that's wow that's yeah. amazing. and
0: people are returning to work earlier and earlier because financially we they have to. you have to so yeah. you know you are relying on people to care for your six-month-old baby where you know years ago it might have been that you stayed home until your kids went to school yeah
1: that's right mm. it's, it's changed so much changing and yeah. it's continually changing mm. wow this is amazing. Yeah. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for coming. No problem. Thank you, you for today. having me. Claire. Thanks. So, to help support new parents for the entire month of November, we have 10 new parent care packs to give away. It has Huggies nappies, wipes, and those lovely little nappy wallet. Some of Madam Flavor's Deeply Relaxing Tea. I mean, what new parent doesn't need that? And some of Pinky McCade's Booby Bickies, which are delicious even if you're not breastfeeding. So click the link in the show notes to enter. And remember, if you have any questions about anything you've heard today, reach out via our socials or on the Brave Momma website. In our next episode, we are talking with a young female engineer who is being so brave to dedicate her research to women living with POP. She's part of a team of young females who've designed a pessary that has never been seen before. So anyone with prolapse, you will want to tune into this one. Until then, bye for now. Mommy